0: This episode of Locked On White Sox is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On Rooms, Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports.
1: White Sox! White Sox! Go! 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 dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know? Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey. And the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox podcast with Tanny and Herb.
2: Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter at ecknerwall 23 And Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill. And the show is at Locked On Socks on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Go there and subscribe. You can be in a prize pack uh, for locked on socks, like the shirt I have on currently. 312-566-8727 is the voicemail. So definitely do that. Leave it during a game or just right after the game with your if you want to be on the show. Because that's the way, the best way, you can get on that post-game recap show that we do on a five-day-a-week basis. socks at gmail.com is the way you can email us. Without any further ado, it is. Chris Tannehill. The cops are coming to get me, Chris. Sorry. That's,
0: that's right, for your uh, your murdering of the English language. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's episode 237 <laughs> today of Lockdown On White Sox. Happy Friday. Happy Pizza Friday. Congratulations. We all made it. Uh, I don't know how, if maybe some of you didn't make it th- after the White Sox off day. You guys can't wait for them to get back going against the jankies tonight. Uh, it's episode 237, and today we have an opportunity to talk to a prominent Sox fan who's doing really good things in the community. And also uh, in the hospitality business with his work with beer at Haymarket Pub and Brewery there at 737 West Randolph. It's uh, our guy, Jay Westbrook, who we're going to talk to in a second, and he's doing something really cool this summer that's going to really benefit some kids on the South Side and the South Shore neighborhood. Uh, The Lost Boys Inc., who you may remember from Lucas Giolito giving them the the pep talk before opening day, Um, their organization on the South Shore, whose mission is to decrease violence and improve the social and emotional conditions, and also provide financial opportunities for the youth in the South Shore community. So... Jay is working on a beer project that's going to benefit those kids and help them get to see the Negro League Baseball Museums. That's something that's really close to our heart. It's one of Herb and I's favorite places that we've seen in our many trips, uh, many ballpark trips around the country. So these kids are going to get a chance to do something special with the help of our next guest, Jay Westbrook. So we'll get to know Jay a little bit. We'll talk to him about his Sox fan history, uh, how he you know was able to gain the status of brewmaster at one of Chicago's most prominent breweries and you know how he's able to break through uh, as a person of color in uh, in an industry that's dominated by people that look more like me just with longer beards so he's got an interesting story and he's a really smart fun Sox fan and uh, just uh, you know when you get a chance to talk to someone about making beer you're gonna do it so this is a really fun interview that we taped the other night after that uh, that twins loss so if you hear him a little downtrodden uh, we were all kind of just blah after that game but I'm sure he's feeling much better now but uh, it's a Really fun conversation, and I'm glad you guys are here to to check it out. I think you guys will like it. So, we'll take a quick time out here on Lockdown on White Sox, and we come back. Our interview with Jay Westbrook of Haymarket Brewery. This episode of Lockdown on White Sox is brought to you by Wealthfront. You know, stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your long term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax-loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Weatherfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash mlb. That's Wealthfront.com slash mlb. All you need to get started is 500 bucks. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed to start growing your savings, go to Wealthfront.com slash MLB and get started today.
2: Joining us now is Jay Westbrook. He's brewmaster at Haymarket Pub and Brewery. Follow on Twitter at Major League. And then they're tapping his Summer of 54 project on July 13th. The reason why we're getting him on is because Jay is a loyal Sox fan Absolutely. and a man that has some of the most delicious beer that I've tasted of last year. Harold's 83 Honey Ale, a black Brewmaster, it's my man Jay Westbrook. What's up, Jay? Hey,
1: appreciate you, Herb. Good to see you. Pleasure to finally get with you as well, Chris.
0: Yeah, nice to meet you finally. Um yeah, sam- sampled your work. Obviously, we're big fans. So, you know, we're gonna talk a little bit about your White Sox fan history. That's you know the fan credentials. That's what we do with the Sox fans of note on the show. Um, but first, mm-hmm. uh, let me ask you. So, you know, how does one? Go about pursuing a career in the craft beer industry, like you know, a lot of a lot of guys I know that I've met that are you know brewmasters or work at breweries. They kind of look like myself, so you're 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 cut from a different cloth, so to speak. So, you know, how did you get into uh, th- this uh, interesting field of being a brewmaster?
1: I mean, I I made my own way. You know, I was met with no's and a lot of non-responses just by having management experience and like multiple professional fields. And also having a knowledge of, you know, what tastes like good beer and what doesn't taste like good beer. And I was just met with a lot of no's. So finally I was just like, to hell with this. I'm not going to ask you for a seat at, you know, your table. I'm going to make my own room. I'm going to make my own table. I'm going to make the fucking ceiling fan that's in the room, (laughs) keeping us cool during the meetings that you're having at my table. So that's pretty much, you know, how I, got here you know and you know i'm super grateful to have a lot of awesome people around me and who are willing to share knowledge and talk about you know what happens in this game and just give me you know good good pointers you know
2: and i want to know like as a brewmaster and i know you're a big time white Sox fan and is there things about being a fan playing the sport and doing things at the brewery that you can implement back over to the other, like the baseball stuff and the brewer stuff? Is there things that are just naturally cohesive?
1: Oh, I mean, the first and most important thing is, you know, being able to hit that curveball. You know, everybody's going to look for that first pitch fastball, but, you know, keep your eye out for the curveball because things can go left at any point when you're brewing beer. Because truth be told, it's a lot of standing around and waiting, a lot of wait around and cleaning. And if you miss just the smallest finite part of that process, you struck out instead of hitting home run.
0: So let's talk about this White Sox fan uh, history. Your, your Sox fan story. You seem to be about around the same age as Herb and I. But it would be surprised sometimes. Everyone's got a different favorite player or favorite introductory moment to the to the White Sox baseball culture. So take us back. When did you first become a Sox fan?
1: Well, I was always a Sox fan growing up, and that even led itself to where I attended high school. I actually went to high school at Beagle South Institute, right across the Dan Ryan. And back in that day, we used to have uh, White Sox days where we'd get out of school at like 1230 because the Sox would use our uh, high school parking lot for people to come and watch the game. And we would get in free if you had to a Dula out tie on. So the Sox have always been in my blood, even with everything that went on down in uh, Bridgeport and Armour Square while I was going on, uh, while I was in high school. I just always felt a presence and a kinship in that Bronzeville, in that Bridgeport area, and also, I'm sorry, I love Paul Canerco. and I love like I, I've been doing this since like Dick Allen. You know what I'm saying? Like
0: this is real. <laughs> so, and, so you are you're you're a, a little older than I thought you were. Maybe I'm 39. I'll be 40. Oh, okay. Uh, in a
1: couple of months. So. Okay. But you know, just a historian. You know, just try to stay aware of the history and the things that brought us to this point
2: i know where i met you it was at nisei lounge and if folks don't know nisei lounge is pretty much right in the heart of wrigleyville it is a weird odd bar and all those trendy hip bars what is a Sox fan like yourself kicking it at nisei for i know the answer but i want the folks that uh <laughs> who are listening to locked on socks to get it from you
1: Hey, truth be told, it's actually my background on my Zoom right now. There's a big baseball flag behind me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the thing about being a Sox fan in Wrigleyville, you you get a lot of stupid questions and you have to remind people that you're a Sox fan in Chicago, not a (laughs) Sox fan in Wrigleyville. Like you telling me I can't come up here, the person that's serving you alcohol. But for the most part, people are cool. Like at Nisei Lounge we have a great set of regulars that understand that eighty percent of our staff is actually socks fans. And I try to let that try to make that point known, you know.
0: So we brought you on today because you guys are doing something really cool uh, at Haymarket, which is of course uh, 737 West Randolph. Herb mentioned the Summer of '54 beer that you guys have tapping on July 13th. It's a bit of a ways away, but uh, there's still ways to contribute before we get to the to the point where the beer launches. Uh, you guys are collaborating uh, with Lost Boys Inc. Uh, and their mission is to uh, they're they're a nonprofit based on the South Shore and their mission is to decrease violence improve social and emotional conditions and provide financial opportunities among the youth in the South Shore community. And uh, if you want to help, uh, they are organizing a trip to The Negro League Baseball Museum and the Jazz Museum, which is adjacent uh, to the Negro League Baseball Museum. And uh, this beer that you guys are tapping is going to the proceeds are going to help, or at least a portion of the proceeds are going to help uh, get these kids to visit the Negro League Baseball Museum, which is really cool. Herb and I have been there, and it's been a while. It's about time that we get back there. So, you know, walk us through how you guys got connected with Lost Boys Inc. and just, you know, what, what the importance of getting these kids to see the Negro League Baseball Museum.
1: Well, Summer 54 is a project that was born out of a friendship between myself and uh, Shakia Taylor, and she approached me and, you know, wanted to do a story on the friendship and the fellowship that Ernie Banks and Minnie Minoso had back in the 50s in Chicago, because as you know, Ernie Banks was unable to live on the north side of Chicago because of racist and systemic issues that were going on, and still are, but... You know, she hit me, and, and I was just fascinated by it, and, like, it took 20 minutes to get back to her, and just we sat and we discussed bullet points about how they crossed paths in 1954. It was Ernie Banks' uh, first full season as a Cub, and Minnie Minoso actually finished fourth in AL MVP voting. And so the process went as, you know, we had to do a tribute to them, but also at the same time funnel interest and funds to someone who doesn't have the opportunity to shine on their own, namely Lost Voice Inc. And what we wanted to do was get these kids uh, equipment because in post-COVID times, it's not like you can really share equipment like you used to. And, um, you know, fortunately, we, you know, we locked into them really quickly and we've already raised over $13,000 to get those babies down to a the Negro League Baseball Museum and also the Jazz Museum, so it's it's just an added benefit. It's just a great call shout out to Levante, like they're doing great work, and we're just proud to be someone who can give them a spotlight that they might not have been afforded on their own.
2: And so, tell the guys and girls out there listening to Lockdown Sox how they can participate. Firstly, in that uh, event, and then before that, to donate to the Lost Boys.
1: Well, you can visit LostBoysInc.com. They have a myriad of programs that you can donate to, a myriad of options, not just the trip to the Negro League Baseball Museum, but also sponsor tutoring and all of those things that come with actually mentoring the youth, not just getting them equipment or getting them to take a field trip. So check out LostBoysInc.com. The link is also in my instagram bio which is also at major league it's also at uh shakia's uh instagram bio which is uh a little bit of dope
0: <laughs> absolutely so You know, it's just it's a great cause, and we're so happy you guys are doing it because, as baseball fans, like you know, there's there's nothing quite like seeing that museum there in Kansas City. It's it's not a long drive if if you are in the Chicagoland area to go check it out. Mm -hmm. It's not just Negro League baseball history; it's American history. And I just remember, you know, learning, you know, more in depth about Rube Foster when I was there, and then really taking a deep dive with the centennial uh, in 2020 it's just it's an amazing experience uh, in, there in Kansas City and you guys may remember the Lost Boys Inc that's where you know you may have seen that viral video of Lucas Giolito earlier on before the season where where he's sort of talking to these kids and he surprises them and he's talking to them about his his emotions on the mound and how he channels his anxiety and and excitement and how he you know channels like his inner uh, Kobe mentality. So you guys remember them from from that video. But um, you know, just you can be as long winded here as you'd like because I find it fascinating. I, you know, Herb and I we're just guys that like to drink beer and we like to think we know what goes into a beer. And you kind of touched on it earlier, but you know, walk us through the process of. How a beer is born from from the idea of of a name or how how you want it to taste or you know flavor profile to the actual point where we're sitting there at a bar, uh, you know, enjoying the the beverage itself.
1: A lot of beer making and brewing is actually working backwards and using knowledge in part of, from visiting with other brewers and spending time out there, and just you know figuring out what you want that end product to taste like. And then you build a flavor profile and a hop structure and a mash bill. And then you work backwards. But then once you get to that formula, because there's a lot of math involved, and I understand where people might run from that. I kind of gravitated towards math. It's the weirdest thing. I got really good at math, so I didn't have to deal with it on a stress level. So it kind of made a a perfect fit for me in this game. But uh, beer making it's just you know just figuring out what you want that end product to look like and then working backwards and building a formula and building a body and building a structure and then figure out the ingredients that will complement and also accentuate the flavors that you want to
2: present and so i've tasted your Harold uh, 83 honey what went into the name of that i you know i think everybody knows but Some might not know. We have a vast array of audience, people from Australia, people from Iowa that that don't know about Harold's. Harold's 83 Ale. Why? How'd that come up? And then what's going on with Harold's 83 Ale currently uh, for the Haymarket Brewing Company?
1: Uh, Well, Harold's 83 Honey is a hat tip to a couple of uh, Chicago institutions that all share a name. Harold Bangs had a hell of a 1983. Harold Washington also had himself a hell of a 1983, becoming the first African-American mayor in Chicago. And then it's also a hat tip to an institution here. chicken. Oh, you already know what time it is. Let's not even <laughs> act like we don't know. So, you know, it's it, it's just that name means a lot. And I, I, I'm just trying to brew a beer that. Continues that that, dare, that narrative and continues to reinforce how important that name here uh, Harold is to Black Chicago. We actually just announced that Harold's uh, eighty three honey will be an official year round offering. It will not be seasonal. It will not be a one or two off. You can catch us in these stores. We're at all Bennies. Uh, we're, we're picking up jewel placement. We're at Bitter Pops, Beer Temple, Bottles and Cans. Uh, both beer miscuous locations, Market Select over on uh over on uh, Ashland over in the West Loop. It's just been a hell of a response, and we're just super grateful that this project is taking off like during a pandemic, no less.
0: Between the uh, Summer Fifty Four beer that you guys are working on, the Harrels Eighty Three Honey. That's you know it seems like you guys take joy and pride in telling these, you know, stories of Chicago that, uh, have been told, but, you know, not necessarily the way that, that, that you guys want to present it out there or there it's been so far removed that, you know, people that are now just becoming of the, you know, beer drinking age, they might not know about these things. And, you know, I, I just, I just thought it was really cool. Like how important is that to you that you get to tell these uh, Chicago stories uh, through your passion and love of making beer? I mean,
1: uh, as a brother from Chicago, it's important that I rep the city in every single thing that I do. Like, I'm up in Minnesota right now, and I'm doing a collab beer, and I have to have Chicago in the name because it's important to the story. But, like, just repping Chicago and putting on for the city is super important to everything that it is that comes with this style of purpose-driven brewing that I'm doing. Like I always want to brew beer to put on for another human being who doesn't have that spotlight, who doesn't, you know, who doesn't have the wherewithal or the means to put on for themselves. So just representing Chicago and telling these stories of people that I like might be familiar with and and familiar with, it just means the world to me. Everything I do is gonna scream Chicago.
2: it should. And the last thing I got for you, at least uh, in this regard, I'm sorry, it's a total 180. (laughs) You're an Ohio State fan. I am. You've seen this guy. His name is uh, Justin Fields.
1: Yeah, I've seen him on the Uh, football field
2: a couple of times. Bears selected him with the 11th overall pick. What do you think about the selection and uh, what do you think the man's going to do in the pro levels? Because you've seen a lot of Ohio State quarterbacks. Varying success at the um, NFL yeah. level. Let me tell you, I don't believe that you know the lineage matters that much, but some do. What do you think, as a true Ohio State fan? Damn,
1: hurt. First of all, you hurt my feelings. I'm already feeling kind of raw behind that bullshit Sox game. So, oh yeah. So, 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 thank you for that. <laughs> Cutting raw. Luckily, I have access to whiskey. Anyway, I love the Justin Fields pick. It was an absolute home run by the Bears. And to be as coy as they were about it and and waiting until things kind of fell where they needed to, and then to make that jump up so they didn't end up with Matt Jones, who's going to end up getting someone fired. Hopefully it's Bill Belichick, but that's <laughs> another story for another day. But I am absolutely all about this pick. I don't think they should start him. You know, Don't run him out week one. Like, Give him time to learn the system, even though he's advanced. And, you know, knowing what I know about his athletic ability, he's going to be a knockout.
0: The city's going to love him. So last thing for me, Jay Westbrook uh, brewmaster at Haymarket Pub and Brewery 737 West Randolph the summer 54 is tapping July 13th uh, that's uh, all star break week I believe it's a good week to go in, uh, in that you is know, correct. and decompress and get yourself some beer and just kind of you know appreciate the summertime shy so what kind of you talked about the flavor profiles of, of beer and how you create beer uh, how give us a little sneak preview of the summer 54 what, what kind of beer is it what are the flavor profiles and uh, I guess So what's what's it going to pair well with? Because I want to make sure I get my barbecue in line. So when I have so when we have the summer 54 in our hands, I know that I'm doing it right. Mm -hmm.
1: Hell yeah. Uh, So we're going to have mango as a hat tip to Minnie Minoso. And we're going to have ruby red grapefruit, which is the state fruit in Texas, uh, which is where Ernie Banks is from. So it's going to be a lot of mango, a lot of ruby red grapefruit. It's not going to be super dank. It's going to be super culturable. I wanted to challenge myself and make an IPA that I'd actually be willing to drink, but even more so that Shakia be willing to drink because <laughs> Shakia doesn't even drink beer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's it's going to be super approachable. We are going to have some, uh, uh, some curated sausages available at Haymarket. We're thinking about doing a Cuban sausage and then maybe a Texas brisket hot link in honor of uh, Ernie. Have the mini in Ernie. So, you know, those will pair perfectly with them. We'll definitely curate the slaws and the sauces the way you need to see them and the way you need to taste them. Because, I mean, I like to eat. I like to drink. I like to make beer, but I also like to eat. So curating beer dinners is definitely a definitely a new experience that I want to get hands deep into.
2: That's Jay Westbrook, brewmaster at Haymarket, go out to the tapping on 7-13, and after that, they'll still be there, right, Jay? Oh, absolutely! You can have that. You can have yourself a summer of '54. Honor Ernie Banks, honor Minnie Minoso. Some of the greats. I met Minnie Minoso many times up there at Sluggers in Wrigleyville. So (laughs) that was one of my best days of all time. I never saw him play, but I after I met him, I went back and checked out his career, and I was like. Man, it was a, such an honor to meet him. And I know Tanny worked at the Jewel down the street there, and he met yeah. and met up with uh, Minnie all the Minnie time.
0: Minnie was my guy, man. Minnie would come Who in. What were you doing and, at the Jewel? <laughs> I was, uh, I was, you know, doing the grocery department, dairy department, frozen food. Like that was like my <laughs> my second job when I was a teenager, and I was in that area. And Minnie would come in a few times a week, and you know, people didn't understand. Like he was just a regular customer to everyone else, but to me, I was like, oh, that guy should be in the Hall of Fame. So you know, he'd ask you where something was, and you would walk him to the aisle. You know, he moved. You know, pretty slow at that age, but it was still just the coolest thing ever. Because as a Sox fan, you grew up knowing who Minnie Minoso was. Like I remember in '93, like that was one of the first autographs I got in person. They did this uh, AL West Division Champ rally, and Minnie Minoso was there signing autographs for everybody. You know what I mean? So to get to know him a little bit, like you know, or at least see him. Uh, a few times a week was was really cool uh, for a Sox fan like myself. So yeah, man, that's that's good stuff right there. I'm looking forward to to having that beer, and uh, we thank you for your time uh, today, man. Appreciate it.
1: Hey, I can't wait
0: to get it to y'all. I appreciate the time as well. That is Jay Westbrook. We'll take a quick time out. We'll come back and preview Monday's show here on Locked On White Sox. Locked On White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Guess what, friends? I've got another health update for you guys. I mentioned that I started eliminating unnecessary sugar from my diet, working out a little bit more, but most of all, getting rid of those unhealthy snacks that I tended to overindulge in at times. And I can tell you that about two and a half months into this lifestyle change, I am down about 15 pounds now. And I gotta tell you, I don't know if I could have done it without Built Bar. I'm gonna keep going, folks, because I'm loving the way I'm feeling. I have a new routine. I don't even miss those sugary snacks and soda and all the other stuff that I used to eat all the time because I have built Bars. I order them in bulk, basically, whenever I order them, so I never run out. Uh, I have one for an afternoon snack and one after dinner to get rid of my sweet cravings, and they've done wonders for me. They've totally eliminated my my cravings for sugar, but they still taste delicious. That's the best part. See, this stuff doesn't work if built Bars don't taste awesome, and they do. You know, you have some of these other protein bars out on the market, and they don't taste as good, and they're pumped with sugar a lot of the times, but built Bar, that's not the case low sugar low carb high protein and always covered in 100% chocolate I can tell you that my new favorite flavor for the time being is coconut brownie chunk I've got it right here in front of me it's only 150 calories but it's packing a whopping 15 grams of protein in this bad boy okay and it's just delicious chocolate coconut brownie chunk but if you want to get yourself a coconut brownie chunk Go to BuiltBar.com now because these things go fast. Whenever I get an email saying that we have this flavor back in stock, I'm there immediately. And whenever I'm at BuiltBar.com, I'm making sure I put in our promo code LOCKED15. That's going to get you 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Do what I did. Go to BuiltBar.com. Order yourself up a flavor. Sprinkle in a new flavor that you haven't tried. You never know what your favorite flavor could be unless you try it. BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCKED15. Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. That about does it for Herb and I on another fun week, a winning week here at Locked On White Sox. We want to thank you guys for participating all week long. And especially, once again, a very, very, very sincere thank you to everyone who helped make us the number one show on the Locked On MLB Network list. So that is much appreciated. Herb and I will be back Monday. Big series coming up here with the Yankees. As of right now, as I sit here recording this, closing part of the episode here Uh, the Yankees still have yet to announce their rotation for the weekend Corey Kluber just coming off a no hitter on Wednesday night, we will break down this Yankee series. Should be a good test for the White Sox here, uh, facing a good team on the road, a team that many people believed uh, was the White Sox' uh, number one competition for the American League pennant. So it should be a fun weekend series. The Sox got Rodon going tonight. Should be a fun weekend. Hit us up on the voicemail, 312-566-8727. That's 312-566-8727. socks at gmail.com. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms. Twitter and Instagram is both at Locked On Socks. And don't forget to give us a rating on iTunes. It really helps us out in terms of algorithms and getting new people to see the show. So we want to thank you guys for being an active participant and all that. Download us on the Odyssey app. Follow us there as well. So for my partner, Herb Lawrence, I'm Chris Tannehill. We'll check you guys out Monday with a Yankees series weekend recap here on Locked On White Sox.